Hello, everyone. Uh, today I'll be your conductor for uh, Winter Pod episode 229, and hopefully this train does not wreck, but I cannot promise anything for that matter. Uh, joining us this week is John, as always. Yo, yo, drinking some Diet Dr. Pepper. Actually, I'm finished my Diet Dr. Pepper, but hopefully I don't burp on the air. Maybe I will. Burp. And Bruce. Oh, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> that was, that was, oh, God. <laughs> That's why I didn't do it pre-show. I thought, well, fuck, if I'm going to embarrass myself, I might as well do it. Good zombie noise. I might as well do it twice. Uh, Yeah, I can only only imagine what that's going to look like in Audacity after the show. It's probably going to be one big spike. Also, as a heads up, I listened to the show on the way back from Oklahoma last last week. My condolences. Yeah, and you guys kept saying customability. The word is customization. I was screaming so loud in my car. You guys said at least ten times each, like, I don't know what the word is. You you missed me saying it then, even with this fancy new mic that I just stuck in my mouth for the second time. God, I'm an idiot. Um, I said at one point that the word is customization, but I like your word better, John, so I just kept using it over and over Mm -hmm. again. I don't think I cut that part out. I very rarely cut out actual conversation. Oh, I, I guess maybe so that I didn't catch it, though. I was just raging. I needed something to rage at because I was bored in the car. I always wonder, and given how the internet is in general, it's not surprising, but I always, always wonder if when we say a word wrong or get a concept wrong, if there's some sucker out there who's too lazy to bitch at us, like via email or Twitter, but is just infuriated at the way we're saying words. Glycinator, your case was a little different, I think. I think that was... <laughs> I'm bored out of my skull. <laughs> is that a word? Is that even a word, or did we actually... Did John actually make that up? Customability? <laughs> I think Custom- you made that up. Yeah, I think I threw... I this, you know, super glued a couple of, a couple of things together. No, wait, wait a minute. Wasn't his customizability? He was saying it different than you are, Glaze. I think I said customizability. customizability. Oh, God. I mean, I make up words, too, sometimes. Uh, the word that I always say is uh, pronunciate, where you combine pronounce and enunciate. That should be a real word. So like, I, mispronounce, I mispronounce pronounce. Pronounce. Pronunciate? Isn't it pronunciation? Yes, that that's a word, but pronunciate is not a word. Oh, okay, okay. I see you confused me there. I thought isn't that pronunciation? All we need all we need is a British person on here because they say words so many, so some words we say so different with their accent that I get confused mm-hmm. sometimes. Well, first topic. What we've been playing. Who wants to go first? Not me, because I'm hosting. Do you actually want me to go first, probably for the first time ever? Yeah, do it. Go. Okay. I think it's probably not the first time, but it's a rarity that it happens. Let's put it that way. If I do, I probably usually just go, I ain't been playing shit. Have at it, boys. (laughs) It's probably all I do. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I guess I'll go ahead and talk about the two that I've been kind of hinting I'd talk about, but I'll get to them, like, next. 
I brought up on the show multiple months back when I got a beta invite, the, the game uh, Firefall. It's an online MMO, but it's a shooter. Now, unlike Destiny, it's an actual what I would consider MMO. And I know that the debate about whether Destiny's an MMO or not has raged because if you go by the strictest definition of massive multiplayer online, I suppose that Destiny qualifies. Um, and now that I've watched a couple of the raids on video, they definitely qualify. Um, but either way, this is more of your full-bodied MMO. And when I checked it out in beta, I was not super impressed with it. I mean, it, it had customization, and I almost did that, did it right there, not on purpose. Uh, it, it had all of the cool things that, you know, all fantasy MMOs have. But it did not have much of a story. It didn't seem like it had a lot of random stuff to do. And the class I wanted to play looked like it hadn't been flushed out too much yet, which was the quote-unquote sniper or scout class. And I saw it was on Steam free, and I had some time today, so I downloaded it and went in and played it some more. It's better. I barely dipped my toe into it, but it's a lot lot better, a lot more fleshed out. I don't think it's casually built enough for an FPS player to really, really enjoy. Uh, I think what a lot of what's helped Bungie is the fact that they're Bungie. Although I have seen some pretty funny rage videos of uh, hardcore FPS players trying to do Destiny's quote-unquote raid and failing miserably <laughs> because they just they're used to playing FPS games. Uh, in a way, I kind of feel for them. Uh, but it's it's interesting. I always like to try out shooter MMOs because they they don't get made much. It's a hard genre to kind of mix in. The kind of people who play shooters generally don't play MMOs unless they're nuts like me, who's all over the place. So it it's you can easily ha take it casually. I think I only played for about. 45 minutes or an hour before I got called away and I got to about level five, got through the first couple here you are, get your feet wet missions. Um, there was nothing too strenuous about them. They got a nice big yellow pointer for people to follow when you got to do missions and a big diamond shaped thing that tells you how many meters away you are from your objective. Uh, each, each, uh, each uh, class comes with a jet pack. So, so that kind of makes it handy in some cases where you think you're going to the pointer correctly, but in reality, it's on the other side of a mountain. So you can kind of jetpack up in stages over the mountain. Um, that didn't happen to me this time, but it did happen to me in beta. And, ah, so that's why all jetpacks for everybody. Um, but it's, it's getting there. I could easily see there being a true FPS MMO that would appeal to shooter players, but it, it doesn't exist yet. I'll probably give Firefall a, a little better shot and either throw a crappy video up on my YouTube channel or talk about it some more next week on the show. The two I have been avoiding talking about, and one I'm going to talk about now because the company that published it here in the U.S. has pretty much asked for what I'm about to give them, is uh, ArchH. Now, if you guys recall, I <laughs> bought that for probably the most amount of money I've ever spent on a game, one game. Uh, when it was 
before Alpha, or actually right at Alpha, and played it all the way through Alpha, skipped quite a bit of the beta, and then it launched. And it was it was such a messy launch, it made everything EA and on occasion Activision does look good. It was laggy, there were people crammed headfirst into the server because they thought, oh, we only need X amount of servers for North America and Europe. And so it was just a mess. And so I gave up, but not before messing up uh, a purchase in their little cash shop store, which I had a bunch of free uh, coins for because I'd bought the Founders Pack. In the alpha, if you wanted to escape from something, you know, not buy something, you hit escape. Apparently, somewhere between alpha, or early beta, and launch, they changed that to where if you hit escape, you bought it. I sent in a support ticket on that. Didn't hear back from them for about six days. And the way they worded the email, essentially asking me if I still needed help or if I'd found out through some mystic ritual, a way to fix my problem, which there was no way it couldn't, my problem could be fixed without, uh, without uh, uh, a GM or somebody from Tryon helping me, you know. And so once the launch died down, I thought, eh, I'll give Tryon another chance, even though I was having dim recollections of other games they'd fucked up big time launch, on launch and feeling extremely stupid that I'd spent the money. I went in after that and immediately got three private messages from gold sellers. And you couple that with hacking and a bunch of other stuff, actual hacking, not modding, uh, that idiots are now calling hacking. And I just, I pretty much have given up on the game. it, It was an expensive mistake. It's one I personally feel really stupid about. But I am going to be very hard pressed to give Tryon any of my money prior to the launch of their game, any future games they have. Now, this this was a North North Korea. This was a Korean MMO that had been out in Asia for quite a while and then got uh, translated and transferred over here to the U.S. And the, the appeal of it, if you don't recall me talking about it during Alpha, was the fact that it was kind of half traditional MMO, half sandbox. Yeah, the sandbox half, they really didn't spend as much time on it as I'd hoped they would. It's more like three-quarters traditional MMO and quarter sandbox, so that was kind of a crappy down play. And then other stuff I talked about during the alpha, like the way the PvP is handled and stuff, it just all equals up to a massive mistake. I mean, I took a gamble. I didn't think all the way through what I should have thought through, and, you know, it is what it is. I'll keep checking on it. Much like Firefall, which I hadn't played in months, I'll keep checking on it. Maybe it'll redeem itself, but... Remembering how Tryon was with Rift and Aeon, yeah, I'm not, I'm not expecting much. Tryon does really, really horribly at launches and handling spammers and hackers and gold sellers, and I should have known better. And the final one, the other one that I had not been talking about, which is an early access game, uh, it's called Life is Feudal. Now, I once or twice on Waterpod, I've raged about the price of wasteland 2 when it was in early access which was 60 dollars like it's not even selling for 60 dollars now um and so i didn't buy it and i still refused to buy it at 39.99 i think when you release an early access game going much above 25 it, it indicates to me that you probably still need money to develop it and i'm 
feeling less comfortable about getting a full game in the long run. Unlike some games like, you know, uh, Seven Days to Die, uh, Daisy, you know, others like that, Terraria, that, uh, or Terraria, that, you know, they charge the low enough entry point and continue to update it. Now, Life is Feudal is being updated. And the one thing that's interesting about this, and it's something that would appeal to Glacinator, is it's a sandbox building game that you can run your own servers. I mean, you can let other people into them, you know, and, and turn it into a P for P for P? PVP hellhole if you'd like, um, or kind of like our Minecraft vanilla server is, or the Minecraft vanilla server that uh, Glace's buddy runs. But what I find the most fascinating about life is feudal is you can set how fast you gain skills in the game. As the server admin, you can decide whether you want it to be a grind, whether you want it to be middle of the road, or whether you want it to be uh, just fast as hell so you can immediately start building and learning to build. And the interesting thing is, is it kind of puts life as futile in between uh, Minecraft and Worm Online. And knowing what I know about Glacinator's five minutes in Worm Online and the fact that that game is just requires way too much time on a player's part to get into easily so you can get to the building part where you can do really cool shit that Glacinator's more than capable and has done in Minecraft. Um, so that's one of the things that, that, uh, that had me interested about Life is Feudal, but they came out at $40 US for an early access. And I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Well, Agent K, the nice Scottish guy that I've talked about multiple times on the show couldn't handle it, the fact that I wasn't going to play with him. And so he was nice enough to give me a copy of it. It's probably going to be the last time he does it because I played the game for about four days total and said, Namas, I'm waiting to see how this game does when it gets more updates and more work from the developers because the UI is really a mess and their inventory system is really a mess. And there's a lot of things I can deal with. I can even deal with a slot, slotty, shoddy UI. But this thing is just utterly broken. You try to lock your inventory somewhere and it won't stay. You try to lock this somewhere and it won't stay. You know, it just, it, it's really messy and it does not do a good job of it. And I just couldn't take it anymore. And it's pathetic and something I, in the future, maybe on Wonder Probably, we could talk about how some of these indie developers really need to take a lesson from Minecraft in that, yeah, okay, sometimes you introduce new features to cover up, uh, you know, cover up little memory leaks and band-aids, but man, having the basics figured out, something Minecraft did extremely well, such as UI and movement mechanics and things of that nature, is a must. Who cares about your features? Who cares about other crap you want to put in so that your player base stays happy because they're raging at you? You gotta have the basics down cold and polished before you release, or otherwise you're just gonna be a deep, deep doo doo. Um, but you know, I, I haven't given up on that one. Tryon can pretty much kiss my ass, but but life is futile. I'm I'm definitely obviously since I was given a free copy of it again. Thank you, Agent K. Uh, it's something I'll keep an eye on. But I did find that glaze for you mechanic fascinating in that you can literally set how fast you learn skills. And yet it still has skills 
you know, a variety of skills very similar to Worm Online. Next, I'd like to see games like that where you're able to do it per player. So I could make it like really fast for Glacinator so he'd have fun building giant castles that take up half the landscape and I could make it really hard on me because I do don't mind grinding to a point. Yeah. See, I feel like if I was in control of that, I would just make it too easy where I would build everything instantaneously. If the price like, of that... if you give if you give me too much power, I'm going to abuse it to where it's not fun. If the price of that game ever comes down to earth, I'm, I not, would... seeing, I'm not seeing a Mac for it though. Yeah, that's that's the other problem. And I don't think my laptop could run it. It's kind of it. it yeah, it is kind detailed. of heavy. But a game like that, I would like to get you into with me running the server controls, not so I can torture you. Because the thing is, is you can change it. I forgot this, and I'm glad we're having this conversation. You can change the settings every time you start the world. So it's not you're not stuck on one setting. Uh, when I did test that, I put up with the crappy broken UI for the amount of time I did because I wanted to see how this whole change the skill set stuff worked. Um, I found that right in the middle kept me interested but yet was a lot easier than any other sandbox game I play that has that involved the crafting system and skill set system. Because, I mean, that's the thing. If you want to make these sandbox games that look better, that offer more than Minecraft does, you have to appeal to as wide a player base as you can. And games like Worm Online are never going to do that because their devs just want hard, 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 which is fine. But you're going to be stuck with a player base of a couple thousand players, and that's it. Because not everybody wants to commit to that grind. But you are right. It is pretty tempting. When I played with the settings, Glaze, the first thing I did was turn it all the way up to 100. It was insane. It got boring in like 10 minutes. (laughs) I think the skill cap is about 200 on each skill, and I had logging up to 200 in like under 10 minutes. So, yeah, it, it you can easily get bored with it. Anyways, I've talked way more than I had intended. So that is all I've been playing. That's what happens when you go first, man. You're apparently. Always... So, apparently. So, well, I only decided at the last minute to bring up those two games because Gla- I wanted to make sure Glacinator was on an episode so I could talk about that skill set thing. I've seen some interesting concepts in sandbox games that may eventually amalgamate into a damn good sandbox game that anybody could play. You know, anybody could drop in and drop out of. I honestly believe the next step is making it so that the server admin has control over each player's, you know, uh, leveling up abilities. Sure, yeah, it could cause some griefing, but not if your (laughs) server admin's not an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> then I could have a game where I could have the grind to a point if I wanted it and Glace could have or you could have or whoever wanted could have easy peasy so like because there are some cool building stuff in Life is Feudal I mean I've seen some pretty amazing stuff in the short time it's been out that's cool well I guess I'll I'll, uh, I'll go on to my, my stuff uh, that I've been playing this week which has been a decent list of things uh, but I, I'll just get into the stuff that I put some actual time in so I managed to wean Peter away from Costume Quest 1 and try to focus on, on 2. Uh, Wanda kind of backed me up on 
it being new and we play that other one you know a lot of times and he's like okay we'll try it and then he he's gotten into it um that being said <laughs> it's funny that I, it's funny that costume quest 2 um it's a lot like costume quest 1 and in terms of like the combat and i mentioned that a bit last week about you know the costumes and taking turns and trying to time the the attacks and blocks correctly and you know I, I am finding that this game is, it, it kind of doesn't grab you uh, right away, the kind of, you know, with its charm that the uh, the first one did, and probably because I've played the first one so much, that might be a factor in that, but I, I find this one is not quite as funny. Um, there's funny stuff and, and some, you know, some, some pretty good one-liners that go on, um, but is, I, just, I don't know if it's as charming as as the other one. Uh, I, I know we'll play through it and see what happens, but I mean, I can I can even tell with Peter's attention level that that you know he, it's it's more of what he's already seen, and he he gets into it more than probably I I would. I mean, I heard um you know a, a pretty good analysis of the of the game where they said that it seems like that the game is um, designed for older people and younger people at the same time, and that kind of works in one way in that. You know, for me, I mean, I can play it with Peter and and enjoy it on, on a level, but that the for little kids, the mechanics aren't aren't. It's not it's not like the the the, the game the sorry the gameplay is is very basic, but it's not basic enough that little, that a little kid really gets it. And once I you know, Peter kind of gets it now because you know he's seen it so so many times. If he was trying to do that on his own. You, you know, you probably you wouldn't understand that you have to time the things correctly and makes you know like to maximize your attacks. You would basically be losing all the time. And um, but that being said, while it's a little bit too hard for someone little like him, you know, because there's a lot of reading and there's a lot of explanation and and timing, um, it's a little bit too basic for someone like me. You know what I mean? Like it, like it's. It's fun to play together, but if we were playing it, if I was playing it by myself, I'm sure I wouldn't enjoy it very much. And if Peter was playing it by himself, he wouldn't enjoy it very much because he wouldn't he wouldn't be progressing. Um, so it's it's a weird kind of game that way, I guess. You know, I like it, but you know, there's a, I ha- I have to throw a button there when I when I talk about it. Uh, I played some uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze last night. Wanda has discovered that Gilmore Girls is on Netflix. And uh, when we were hanging out last night, when she got back from fitness class, uh, we were like, "Well, what, what do you want to do? You want to play rock band or something?" And she's like, eh, "If you don't care, maybe I'll watch some Gilmore Girls." And I said, "Well, okay. Well, I'll, I'll use my gamepad and play." Some, I, I don't really care about Gilmore Girls, so I played Donkey Kong for a while. I finally got to the end boss of that stupid um, water world, which is like seventy-five percent swimming. And and the swimming isn't even really that bad, but just just the way that the the challenge of the levels are is so high in in, in these Donkey Kong Country games, um, yeah, it's a little bit brutal. And I, I haven't beaten the boss yet. I was pretty close last night, and uh, yeah, I I didn't want to do bad things to the gamepad across my knee. That oh fuck, that sounds really bad, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> but I wanted to, I wanted to smash it, so I put it down and went to bed. Um, and 
and then well, no, that's not true. I put it down and wanted to play something else, and then Wanda was finished playing watching Gilmore Girls, and uh, so I decided to play some more Tomb Raider last night. I put another another hour, hour and a half into it last night, and I think I put another hour into it uh, earlier in the week. And I'm according to my percentages now, I'm seventy five. Uh, well, as of yesterday, I was seventy five percent through. Um, I guess closing in on the closing in on the end or whatever. I've I've got a a bunch of new achievements. I've got seventy five percent of all relics and all all uh, other things. You know, I've I've shot enough guys with the shotgun to get an achievement. You know that kind of shit. It's um, Tomb Raider. I, I, it's funny how I I keep saying like it's a great game, but because it is a great game, but the the description that I've heard about it, that I've, I've not I've described about it, but another game, um, like it's, it's like you could call it triple A game, the game, in that in that it's a triple A game that has all the check boxes checked, you know, like it has big set pieces and it has you know pretty decent gameplay and gun mechanics and story and etc. and like, but I find that Tomb Raider doesn't linger with me. But it has all the checkboxes, you know. Like it's 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 entertaining enough, like to play through, and it looks spectacular and sounds spectacular. But it's just for some reason it's not it's not sticking to me as much as I thought it might. I know at the beginning I was pretty impressed with some of the emotional, you know, things that would go on, and but it doesn't seem like it's as there's as many now, or maybe I've been beaten down enough now that it's not as impactful, because <laughs> because like you know. Lara gets the crap beat out of her all the time by the environment or by enemies or whatever. And, you know, I'm at the point now where I'm just going into a room and just slaughtering everybody. Just, you know, I blast a shotgun at this guy over here, turn around and shoot a, a, a bow, an, shoot an arrow with a rope and just drag a guy down off a ledge and he falls to his death and I'm getting experience all over the place. And, I'm you know, I'm a master... I'm a master brawler, almost. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a master um, weapons expert now. You know, as I've progressed, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to end up hundred percenting everything and upgrading all my weapons to maximum efficiency. And so she's a real killing machine at this point. And even, and it was, was, what's kind of great about it is that even the enemies are talking about it. Like, if you sneak up on guys, you start hearing them talking about what's going on in, on the island, and. You know, one, uh, it was one guy who said, "Hey, did you hear about this girl who's going around and killing everyone? Like, <laughs> and it was, she killed, you know, Vladimir. Ooh, does 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 uh, does Boris know about that? And he's like, I don't know, but man, she killed him. <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, like she's really vicious, like unbelievably so. And you know, it's funny, but it's just like, is it really making the impact of what's going on?" all that important anymore, you know? Um, yeah, but I'm having fun doing it. Um, the other game I'm playing with, with Peter a lot is Metroid Other M. I don't remember if I mentioned this last week or not, but Peter has has developed a fascination for Samus. Um, I think she's great. You know, she got the the arm cannon and stuff. So he, at school yesterday, he, he got a... a um, a big uh, paper towel tube and decorated it at school, and and now he puts it on his arm and shoots. So you know, I I, I also mentioned to him, you know, Mega Man has an arm cannon too. It's pretty cool, and he's, you know, I'm Samus, and then he. So we have we have Super Smash Brothers fights where I'm Bowser or whoever, you know, and and he's always Samus, and so he's watching, and so now he's asking to to uh, to play other M, 
um, or at least watch me play other. I mean, he, he picks up the remote every once in a while and and does some stuff, but he kind of gets he he's not picking up the subtle, you know, the the, the clues of where you have to go, like you know, using the map and you know going into a room and trying to find the the exit. Like, and the exit might be a crack in the wall that you that you blow up with a with a missile and you know to go to first person blow it up with a missile and it reveals the little tunnel that you can turn into a morph ball go in and get around to another room like he's not you know he's not quite picking up the, those those small subtle cues just yet but um you know it's not like zelda where you walk into you know wind waker you walk into a room and there are there are two lit tor- two unlit torches and one lit torch with a stick next to it. It's a little more obvious than what you have to do, you know, to make the door open or whatever. So, but we're we're having a pretty good time, and and uh, you know, I, I think he, like it's a little bit it's a little bit spooky, um, you know, for him. You know, I mean, it's people complain about other rim and and, and its, its storyline and and the way they've you know put cutscenes in it that are, you know, admittedly a little bit long winded and. Kind of make uh, Samus a little bit le- less, you know, strong of a character, a little more, you know, um, you know, stereotypical, you know, unsure of herself when she, you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to get into that kind of stuff, but it's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's fine. I, I, I kind of ignore it uh, for the most part and just want to get to the action stuff because the gameplay is actually pretty good. Like you hold the the Wii remote sideways like an NES controller. Um, and the game design, it's, it's by Team Ninja, and it's side-scrolling to a certain extent, but there's some depth to the level. Like, like it's like Super Metroid, but if, if Samus could walk, you know, away from you and toward you and stuff. And um, and, so, and and then if you're, and you know, just jump and just shoot, and that's, and that's it. And press A to turn to the Morph Ball. But if, you, but if you want to target something that's in front of you, you point the Wii Remote toward the television, and suddenly you're into like a Metroid Prime first-person uh, perspective, and you can scan around your, your view in front of you and fire rockets, uh, or missiles, I should say. Fire missiles or just a regular, gu- uh, regular gun at you know, switches or enemies or whatever. So you know, it's, sometimes it's, it's kind of cumbersome to flip back and forth, especially if you're in a situation where you have a lot of enemies surrounding you. And you need to do something fast. It's a bit difficult because when you flick it forward, you your perspective is, is is immediately the direction that Samus is facing. So if you know you just want to flick it fast and try to shoot somebody, you have to really make sure that Samus is looking at the thing that you want to do, which which makes sense. But if you're in a you know in a game, <laughs> if you want to have a fast reaction time and snap out, you know, snap into first and come back again, it gets, it's, it's not very easy. Um, it's not terrible, but it's not, I'm finding that the charge shot is more, while it's not as powerful as the missile, um, I have a little more control over what my attacks. And uh, one thing I've noticed, I, I played Other M a little bit uh, back when I first got it, uh, and I bought it in 2010, I guess, um, when it first came out. And one thing I'm noticing about my skill level as a game player is that now I'm I'm whipping through the enemies a lot easier than I did in 2010. I know in 2010 I remember being I remember being kind of frustrated by some of the some of the enemies and how um, it was. I found it difficult, and and it might have been that switching back and forth to, to the first person. I was I was maybe I was leaning on that a bit too heavy back then, but. Um, you know, now I'm kind of like defeating guys, jumping on their heads with a charge blast and taking them out much more efficiently than I did back then. 
I remember being really pissed off at some of the some of the fights. But now, yeah, but now it's it's fine. Um, and we're and we're kind of whipping through the game pretty fast. It seems, and we've only had like one or two, or you know, maybe you know, maybe three sessions of it. And uh, yeah, we're 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 getting through pretty fast. It, it seems to me, anyway. We're not. I, mean, I remember before when I first started playing it, I was kind of obsessive about getting all the missile upgrades, and you know, trying to figure out what I had to do to to get them all. And of course, it's Metroid, so you're going to at some point, get a weapon upgrade or a suit upgrade that allows you to go back and backtrack and get all that stuff. So I'm kind of just kind of move forward and and again to keep Peter occupied as well. And now finally, I played the Bayonetta 2 demo on Wii U. Uh, Bayonetta 2 is obviously the sequel to Bayonetta. It's a uh, it's a how to describe it? Uh, it's a beat 'em up. Uh, kind of game with lots of combos and crazy, you know, martial arts action with a uh, with a supernatural twist, um, with a a healthy dose of uh, expo- you know uh, exploitative, I guess, uh, sexuality to a certain degree. Like she, you know, Bayonetta is a witch, and her whole attire is made out of her hair. And the more that the more you hit. More and more combos and and high impact moves, the hair kind of flies from her body, so she's kind of running around just about naked <laughs> all the time while you're beating up uh, you know these angels that are that are um, going around. The demo felt a lot like the Bayonetta one demo that I played uh, on my 360 uh, in- instructor. It was actually quite similar, where you're on this flying piece this flying ship or slab of something <laughs> you're flying through the city and fighting you know these angels and then this big beast shows up out of nowhere and attacks you and then you use your big your uh, beaks that you can you can call and attack it and you know you're kicking the crap out of this dragon and then another dragon comes I don't know like it's it's by um platinum games and it's just like every scene is just bigger and bigger and crazier and crazier and you know like your I, th- I think your sister or I don't know who she is but your friend or your sister gets gets uh, sucked into hell uh, it would seem by de- by some demons and then so you're now on the track to to rescue her I guess um, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense I didn't really try to make a lot of sense of it but it's but it's very beautiful like uh, brightly colored and lots of, and I didn't see any hiccups in any of the action. Uh, it's a Wii U. It's a Wii U exclusive, which is kind of weird for, you know, I'll call it an an adult-oriented game uh, to be on there. I actually felt weird having it on the hard drive in case, in case Peter and his and the and the boys uh, decided to uh, click it. I, I I hid it away on the fr- on the farthest side of the the Wii me- the Wii menu. Like you have the the grid of of icons <laughs> as far to the right as I could put it, and then hide it there. <laughs> just, just trying to and trying to find a place where a moment where I could play it and then get rid of it really fast. It felt really weird to do that, but but that's that's it. I don't have any parental controls set on my Wii U, and I didn't really feel like doing it. So, you know, I was uh, in and out as fast as I could, if you if you will. Uh, I think it's, I think it looks. I mean, it seems like a pretty fun game. I still haven't played Bayonetta One on 360, so it'll be a while before I get into the, the second one on Wii U, but. Um, but that being said, apparently if you buy Bayonetta 2, you get Bayonetta 1 for free. Um, 
So I may maybe I'll trade in my 360 version and stick with the Wii U one, but I don't know if you know I have a I have a Hyrule Warriors waiting for me somewhere. So I'll maybe I'll wait till after that's done. That's it. I've talked enough. Okay, well, I guess it's my turn. Uh, really, all I've been playing because I wasn't here last week is uh, the new Smash Bros. for 3DS, and I know John talked a bit about it. Uh, I'll see if I can add anything more. Um, I, I would guess I have about 15 hours into it. I know I definitely have 10 because I got an achievement that said I played for 10 hours, which was nice, but then it made me realize, what am I doing with my life? So uh, I have all the levels unlocked. I have all the characters unlocked. I have the first two challenge boards, whatever they are, completely filled. Um, I have something around 300 trophies. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going along pretty good. And just going off of that, my main complaint about this game, even though I have very little, is that it's very, very easy to get everything. Like I said, I have already have everything done. At around the 10-hour mark is when I unlocked absolutely everything. Um, in past Smash Brothers games, it takes a little bit longer, you know, to get the, the more secret characters. Uh, you have to do more specific uh, events and stuff. In this game, it's really only based off of how many matches you play. So if you play 100 matches, by the time you get to 100, you will have unlocked everyone, which seems kind of, I don't know, a little too easy. But, I mean, it's, that's a really stretch complaint that I have there. Um, I also have put in a lot of time online as well. Uh, uh, I was pretty uh, pissed off at how bad I was, uh, I guess, a week and a half ago. But I, I think I've gotten over that now. Um, I've played uh, with uh, people, just random people online. I played with friends as well. One of my friends picked it up and we tried doing it online. Um, there is lag, and the lag is really weird. Um, some matches will have no lag at all, and then other matches will be super-duper laggy, and then some matches it will start in the beginning and then stop halfway through and then start it again at the very end. So it's... I really haven't found any reason why it does that. I've played on different connections, and it still lags no matter where I am. So uh, I think it's a Nintendo issue, not a my connection issue. Um, the lag, though, is nice because it at, at least stops the game. Like, it's not a frame rate lag. You don't miss moves or anything. It just, like, pauses, and then once it's done, it'll start again. I mean, some matches it may take longer if you get lag in it, but it's not like you're totally screwed if it happens and someone can totally outplay you. Um, that said, though, there are a lot of people online that are abusing certain, certain characters, which is what I guess you would get you know, with a full online experience. Uh, most people I see online are playing Bowser or Little Mac, and that's just because those are the characters that can hit the furthest. And uh, I don't know. It seems like in this game, the bounding boxes... Uh, if you haven't played Smash Bros. before, you to get killed, you have to hit the person outside of the screen. And it seems like they enlarged the bounding boxes, meaning that like if you hit someone off the screen, they have a lot more leeway before they are considered out and lose a life. And so because of that, it makes characters that hit harder better, just because they can get that extra hit off. So if you play someone who, I mean, is really fast but does a little bit of damage, you're not going to get any kills at all just because even though you can get a lot of damage on them, you don't have that extra punch that makes them go that much further. Um, 
So, I mean, that is a problem. I mean, it's not really a fix or anything. It's just that this game seems to be more geared towards harder hitting characters, which is a big difference from the last three games where it was, you know, usually the lighter, quicker characters, you know, where you could do a lot of damage really quick or better. But now it seems like the longer, slower characters are better to use. Um, I really like Smash Run, which is the new mode. That's like the... Uh, where you run around in this huge map and you collect uh, um, upgrades for your character, and then at the end of the end of five minutes, the time's up, and you have to go into a certain like death match or race or a jump event. You know, uh, Sakurai, who made the game, said it was based off of a city trial and a Kirby's Air Ride. I don't know if you ever played Kirby's Air Ride. Great game, but you basically fly around the city collecting upgrades. And then use those upgrades to help you win the race or whatever events at the end of that. So I think that works really well. Um, I haven't played it locally, Smash Run, but I assume it'd be pretty fun to do. Uh, I don't know. It's just nice to have a, a mode where you can just go really far and run around without having to be confined to like a stage. Um, I wish there were more Smash Run stages. I mean, because after you learn the giant map that is Smash Run, it's kind of like. I don't know, it's not as exciting to run around. So if, if they had switched it up or maybe like the map itself would flip over or change where certain hallways are, I think that would be cool. But it, that's my favorite mode for sure. Um, I've also played locally as well, which is cool. Um, when I was visiting my girlfriend in Oklahoma, she had to take her midterm. And so I went along with her to her school during college and I went to the student union with my 3DS because I was bored. And I just saw, I saw three kids that were sitting at like a lunch table all playing Smash Brothers. And I just, I just walked up and I was like, hey, you guys playing Smash? They're like, yeah, want to join? Sure. And so we played maybe about an hour and a half locally, just all, all of us sitting there. Um, and even locally, though, it does lag. I'm not sure why it was lagging. One of the guys had a new three, like the new 3DS, so I don't know if, because he had an XL, it was doing, it was messing up with all the other people that had the normal 3DSs. Uh, I don't know. I've read stuff online where if you are charging while you play, it makes it so that you lag less. I don't know why that is, but uh, I know it's fun to play locally. I mean, it's like you're playing Smash on TV, but everyone has their own screen, so uh, you can't really screw with other people. I mean, like you could sitting on the same couch. So, I mean, it's a little bit of a different dynamic, but I like it, too, because, I mean, you're all in your own system, so you can't really complain about people having sucky controllers, which is usually what happens when you play Smash with other people. Um, I will say, though, I've seen so many people playing this game, just on that campus that I went to, on my own campus, walking around. Uh, I've maybe gotten 55 street passes just for Smash uh, in the past two weeks, um, I'd say probably 30 of those, 30 to 40 of those were different people. So, I mean, this is, this is the most people I've ever seen playing 3DSs on campus and just out and about, which is crazy. So, I mean, this is a, I don't know, it's a phenomenon. I guess it's, I don't know, it doesn't make as much sense to people who aren't in an environment where you can congregate as easily as a college campus, but it's, it's cool to see people walking around playing it. And you can get street passes as well and play a little like a chip game where you have to knock chips off a, 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 wall, a wall or whatever. But uh, I don't know. I'm really liking it. Like I said, everything unlocked, so I don't know what I'm going to go for now. Um, 
So, yeah, that's this is pretty much the game that everyone's been waiting for for 3DS, I assume. And it seems to be doing well. Yeah, Peter's been playing that a little bit, too. Uh, and we, we finally made, made some me characters for him. And so he has you know one of one of himself for each type and, mm-hmm. and all the different outfits and stuff. He kind of enjoys making making them. He wanted to make one of of Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I made one of my dad, and it's it destroys people. Like I made it as a joke. Like I gave him all like these hard hitting powers because he's sort of a fat guy. And I yeah. made him really slow, <laughs> but it just totally demolishes people. And then I made my brothers, and I gave them all chicken hats. So. You know, it's it's interesting you're talking about local lag. Uh, watching the amount of Let's Plays I do, I got to talking to a couple of people and then reading up. Even these days, you can get lag on System Link, for fuck's sake. Like on the big boy consoles, you know, the 3DS, or 3DS, 360, PS3. And I don't understand why. Mm-hmm. It... I see lots of articles explaining why it happens because, you know, people need that and then they need to get pissed off when it doesn't help <laughs> because people are talking out their ass. Um, but I just I just think sometimes you just, you know, too much information is being sent machine to machine to machine. And we just get comfortable with it because, well, this is a, a an all-in-one, all-in-one device. I'm playing locally. It should be fine. You know, but it happens. I mean, this is a huge game. What uh, John was mentioning last week on the podcast about uh, him booting it up and it takes forever. I mean, I have the same problem, too. I think this game runs on a whole separate architecture. I mean, it takes a good 45 seconds of a black screen before it starts up. And then closing it takes forever, too. I did some looking at the the new one that's out in Asia, quote-unquote. Yeah, it, it's got quite a bit more power to it. I think I think the bottom line is, from what you guys are talking about, is that just sounds like a machine that's right at its limits. Period. End yeah. of sentence. Yeah, I agree. It sounds like a computer. I'm sure you run into it with your laptop too, Glaze. You know, some games, when you log out of them or quit, it takes forever for, them to, for it to go back to desktop. Or, or even modeling programs, Photoshop, that kind of thing. You know, no, yeah, the 3DS definitely gets a little warm after <laughs> I played for a while, which is unusual for how you know small and open it is. So, but that's good though that they took the chance, and so far it's working. Uh, to to push the system with Smash Brothers, mm-hmm. that's that's better than undercutting it. Although I guess I suppose undercutting it about all you'd suffer is graphically. Mm-hmm. I mean, at it, the same time, though, it's kind of worrying because I mean, this is—I assume this is the limit. I mean, we're what two years, three years into the life cycle of this, and we already know what the limit is. So, I guess, uh, yeah, I would—I don't know—I wouldn't look at it from that perspective of myself because, okay, that's the limit. Smash looks great, All the, everything I've seen about it on 3DS. You can go slightly below the limit and get a lot out of it for other types of games that may not need the, uh, you know, may horsepower. not need the horsepower. And like we were talking about with 
the whole Ubisoft graphics gate. Some idiots on Twitter were calling it because everything now has to be a gate. Uh, Last I checked, gates are used to keep cattle and horses and other things in and people out. Who knew? But a lot of times gamers forget the correlation between CPU and GPU. Now, I don't know how that works in terms of handheld hardware. Wouldn't have the faintest clue. But I bet some kind of correlation goes on even with those. So which one is it taxing? You know, is it ta- is it taxing one or the other? Maybe if you back off on one, the other will be fine. Mm-hmm. Or are they all just getting hammered? I had to admit I was a bit surprised when John was talking about the black screen and it acts like it reboots when you quit. My initial just kind of off-the-cuff reaction was, wow, that sounds like a machine that's being pushed to its limits. Doesn't matter which 3DS it is. XL, regular, diet soda version. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I mentioned it last week. You can't even post to the Miiverse while you're while you're playing. I mean, in any other game, you can take a screenshot and upload it to the Miiverse in, in, under your profile name and stuff. And, like, you know, people can comment or whatever. But, but with this game on this system, you can't do that. But I think you can do it on the on the new one coming. Did you? Can you save those locally to post after you're done playing, or do you have to do it while you're playing? I think you can save them, but you have to. Yeah, they go to your SD card, so I mean, yeah, you have a folder of them. Because I've heard other people talk about that with 3ds, and my only thought is, wow, you're actually stopping gameplay to upload a screenshot. It's not wrong or right. It's just strange to me because I, you know, if I take screenshots during a play session, uh, especially with Steam, I'll wait until I'm done mm-hmm. to worry well, about where they're going. Yeah, well, I mean, it's I've I done it on the Wii U. Uh, I, I haven't done it with 3DS, but I've done it on the Wii U where I posted the screenshots of, of like Zelda while I'm playing it. And, you know, it's it's fun. I mean, it's it's like... I won't, I won't call it like streaming, but like, you know, it's maybe, maybe a very slow version of streaming. But you can upload it, and then if someone comments on it, you get a little notification right away. And you know, you hit you hit your home button, the game pauses, you you just jump out for a second, you know, multitask, and and then jump right back in where you were. Yeah, I think it's just a different method all methodology of doing it. I, I I'm or mechanic. I'm not I'm not accustomed to that. I think it's really where I'm going with that. I'm just yeah. not used to the concept. Gotcha. Have you played online at all yet, John? No, I have not. Um, I don't. I, 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 I don't. I don't play it that much myself. You know what I mean? Like I'll play it up. I pick it up and play it with Peter. And if he's having trouble or if he wants to show me something cool, but um, you know, I don't. I, I I don't really. I'm not a big Smash guy. You know what I mean? Like it's fun. I enjoy it, but I'm not. I'm just not. You know, to go and play against randos online is not a big deal to me. This is your enslaved Glacinator, is what we're trying to tell you. You just get more installments of it than I did with Enslaved. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's essentially what you're what what we're trying to tell you. <laughs> and in a way, it is. We all have those games. You yeah. know, I mean, one of the joys of not being host is I can go walk around and sing C sea shanties and moon the microphone while you guys are talking and i came back in like halfway through john's talk about tomb raider and and how it's you know 
the story's kind of letting him down. He's growing hardened to it. This and I was like, huh, interesting. You know, because not everybody takes perceives things the same way. I mean, the story had a lull, but it picked up again emotionally toward the end to me. But it's just, I, I find it fascinating these days, as long as it's not presented to me in a high volume and, and in, in a way that I'm right and you're wrong. Mm. Uh, I like other people's perceptions about games. You know, I'd, I'd rather have an honest one than, well, the hive mind thinks this, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it's wonderful. Because, you know, the hive mind might have my house bugged. <laughs> but I do enjoy my muted sea shanties, though. It's quite nice. Not for public conception, though. Swallowing, <laughs> putting the microphone in my mouth is about all you're getting out of me without booze. <laughs> and I can't still... 20, 30 minutes in. Can't believe I did that. I mean, I'm just surprised how many people are are playing it. I, I'm seeing them playing it. Like today, I just got on my programming class today. And I walked in. I had it uh, in my pocket, and some guy was playing it, waiting for the class to start in front of me. And then the TA walked in and is like, new Smash? Like, yep. He's like, who do you main as? You know, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, it's everyone. I mean, if you are remotely interested in games at all, I mean... It's slightly, and I think you're absolutely right, Glace, on on a talking point that you had when we were arguing about is it going to sell Wii U's. It's definitely trends to 18, 17 to 28-year-olds, maybe 30s. That's the majority I'm seeing on Twitter and Mm -hmm. other social media, which is a a massive demographic to grab a hold of. The concept of hearing the word main outside of the MMO universe actually just stopped me right there. Who are you maining with? What the fuck you think this is? EverQuest? It's Super Smash. Jesus, get over, get a life. <laughs> That's my gut reaction. I meant, I totally meant, knew what he meant though. I could never get that into that game though. See, that's the thing. Even when I was in my twenties, it's like I'll pick who I like and hope I do well. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm still very interested to see how the, how the, the Wii U version does, you know, what it'll be what two months out from the handheld version, and uh, whether or not that that'll be enough for people, or will people will people want to have the the console? Maybe they will. Well, I, I'm not saying this purely because I like torturing Glacinator, although that is a component. I'm wondering if everybody gets their fix on the 3DS and says, why do I want to buy, you know, if they don't own a Mm -hmm. Wii U, like Glaze, why do I want to buy a Wii U when I'm having a blast on 3DS? Uh Yeah, they're really going to have to sell you on why why do you need (laughs) another one. And we all know Nintendo's done a just stellar job of doing that (laughs) the last few years. Uh, Sakurai, he came out with an announcement, uh, I think it was today actually, that, uh, Next week we'll be announcing the true potential of Smash. So everyone's all like, "Oh, people are speculating eight players, which would be crazy." In in the Wii U version, yeah, yeah, I, I've heard, because I've you heard... can connect your 3DS to the Wii U, so you can have exactly. four people on 3DSs and then four people playing on the screen with controllers. That'd be smart as fuck because it worked great with uh, Four Sword Adventures. Was that the Zelda one? Yeah, the GBA yeah. connector, yeah. 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 I played a few rounds cool. of that. It was a blast. Yeah, well, the 3DS connection's already been... That's already happening, no matter right. what. Right. 
So, yeah. well, that's the other thing. Maybe they maybe they should have had some kind of hidden hook. It would have been the DLC bait and switch to a certain extent, but maybe they should have added something to the Wii U version that was not in the three DS version and make it something that just wouldn't be possible in the three DS version. Yeah, I think DLC is a real possibility. I mean, with how well the Mario Kart one is doing. Mm-hmm. I can easily yeah. see a, a stage pack coming out. Well, I would. It almost have to be day one, though. I meant like a feature locked in. Maybe I threw you by saying DLC, but a, a bait and switch feature that comes from you know comes when you first unwrap the plastic. Uh, that's that can't happen on the 3ds. I tell you what, do, do characters level up in this one, or do characters level up? Period. They don't level up, but you, but you can you can modify them, um, but, you, but they don't level up as such. Okay, I was just gonna say the other thing they could do is allow you to transfer your 3ds characters to. Uh, well, they're having those amiibo things. Ah, uh, so... yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the other thing that's coming out. Yeah, but the the thing about the Wii U version that's gonna be different is that. You can have one console, and whoever comes over to your, you know, your friends come over to your house. All you need is a controller that you probably already have, or they can bring their old Wii controller or whatever. You don't have to have a 3DS in your hand with a with everyone having their own copy of the game. You, you know, the, the the couch experience of Smash Brothers and is 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 one of the core, you know, uh, experiences of that game. You know that that's what that brings to the table over a handheld, because the handheld one has a lot of like single player, uh, you know, bonuses, side side games and stuff. Um, but I don't know if the the Wii U will, will be a little, a little more multiplayer focused. Maybe. Well, mm-hmm. I, would I mean, s- I definitely had more fun playing with those three random random guys in that cafeteria. I mean, it looked like a bunch of hyenas. We were all sitting there at this table, all staring at our screens, just all like, oh, like every time someone would die, and all these people were walking by like, what the what are these guys See, doing? <laughs> and that's the problem with the couch experience or potential playing devil's advocate again problem with the couch experience. The last edition of Smash, the wireless phenomenon, wireless gaming, you know, street passing was not at its zenith like it is now so you can almost have the couch experience sitting in public you just look more ridiculous and take the chance of the police getting you on a psych psych hold Mm -hmm. (laughs) especially if you're playing multiplayer online you might want to be a little cautious playing that waiting for the bus maybe Uh, and also too what you don't think about is uh if you're going into a fight, because you have your own screen, you can sort of hide who you're going to play as. You know, whereas, you know, on the same screen, everyone knows what's going on, what stage you're picking, all that. So it gives another element of, like, what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, because you can kind of keep that to yourself with the handheld because it's all your own stuff. Yeah. Did you and the three guys at the cafeteria table argue over who was going to play who? Like, did you have the I don't want to face this dude argument because I'm playing him? Uh, I mean, the first few games we played as the person who we're best as, and then everyone was like, hey, let's switch it up. So we all just did random after that. 
Ah. I remember that being a big thing on the N64. Oh, no, you can't play a so-and-so because I'm playing yeah. as him. I don't want to play against so-and-so. I don't want to play so-and-so versus so-and-so. Mario versus Mario. Let me say that to stop saying so-and-so. <laughs> um, the, the best part, though, is after I got up to leave, they're like, oh, so uh, I guess you see around camp does. They're like, nope, I'm from Louisiana. Goodbye. <laughs> like, like, what? <laughs> Some mysterious gamer just walked in. That's that's funny as fuck that they thought you were a uh, just another dude on campus that they'd never seen before. Yeah. Smash it brings people together. How, how beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I guess that's enough of what we've been playing. And so we can move on to our first topic, which uh, was sort of brought up to me through John and through, uh, or was it Pat that brought it up in the WPO chat? No, I uh, maybe I don't know who originally posted that thing, but yeah, most recently I, I mentioned it on there, yeah. That explains why I did not see this as well. I only glance at the WPO chat and then keep moving. <laughs> and so that may be why I didn't see this this discussion, possibly. Yeah. Well, go, go ahead, Glace. Yeah, so anyway, uh, here, John did bring it up. And uh, this was about the Pac-Man Netflix TV show that exists. Which I did not know existed. <laughs> and uh, so, of course, I had to check it out to see what it was about. And, oh my goodness, what the fudge is this show? Uh, you can honestly tell that it is Japanese-based. I think that's enough that I need to say about what my problems are with the show. Um, and what John was mentioning in the chat was, uh, I guess it was a year ago, maybe two years ago, that we had talked about uh, this online survey that happened where you, Namco or whatever, was choosing a new Pac-Man style, and they had like a, a retro Mickey Mouse style, they had a new updated style, they had like a Salvador Dali creepy ghost style. And I think John's right in that this show is the outcome of that survey. Um, and it's terrible, so... Uh, if you like terrible shows, I mean, sometimes I like watching terrible shows just to learn like what not to do. If I ever wanted to make a TV show, then watch this show. Uh, John's major complaint, or was it Pat's? I don't remember. Was that a? It's weird because as Pac-Man, you know, he eats ghosts, but they also characterize the ghosts on the show. So I assume every episode he goes around eating people that are like talking to him, which is very off-putting. Uh, and my favorite line that was mentioned in the show is a. Uh, Pac-Man's underneath the table, uh, about about to eat like Inky, Blinky, and Mo Dot, whatever their names are, and uh, they're like, "Oh no, don't eat us!" And Pac-Man's like, "I don't want to anyway. You guys taste disgusting." And then the pink ghost, the girl ghost, comes up, you know, all like puffy and puffy, like, "Excuse you, I taste delicious." <laughs> I had to I had to pause Netflix and just process that that line was said on a children's TV show. It was, it was great. It's, so a, it's, I, a funny, it's, a, it's a funny thing about that. He he eats lots of ghosts, but these are ghosts that don't say anything. That like that like they're just attacking Packland, and and uh, he was you know flies around and eats them all. But the only ghosts that he doesn't that he doesn't eat are Pinky, Inky, and the and the the, the featured ones. Yeah, I've only seen the first episode. 
uh, I couldn't bear to sit through another 20 minutes. So maybe oh, if I, I feel masochistic, I'll... Yeah, Peter, Peter loves the first four episodes. We've watched them many, many times now. Is this called Pac-Man and the Ghostly Adventures? Do I have the right one? Yeah, that's the one. Okay. I'm watching it muted on Netflix or on um, on YouTube, believe it or not. It was actually originally on Disney XD from what this branding, can't believe it, hasn't had a takedown order on it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is rather strange looking. I don't think that art survey had much to do with this, though, looking at it. By the way, guys, that was two or guys, that was two years ago. Oof. That came out? That No, no, no. Oh, that, that survey? Oh, the wow. survey. It was, uh, oh, crap. I had it now. I can't find it. The fuck? Oh, October 2nd, 2012. So quite literally two years ago we were talking about that. Wow. It's crazy. So, yeah, I... Now this is a, you said that this is on Netflix now. Yeah, it's on Netflix. That's okay, where I watched it because Netflix doesn't necessarily mean kids show. Mm-hmm. But it and this, if it this was is on, definitely a kids show. Yeah. If it was if it was on Disney XD first, um, then it 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 was definitely a kids show. I mean, it's your classic, like you know. Disney show high school setup like they're all like this pack world high school you know and you have the bully and like the letterman jacket pac-man and then like the stoner friend pac-man it's just such a weird environment to have that sort of show in I, I don't know and I do like how the show looks honestly which is weird but as soon as stuff starts moving it just weirds me out like still screenshots they look nice to me but the animation of the show is very off-putting. Maybe because it's so cheaply done. I don't know. But, I don't know. I was just fascinated that this show existed. I just wanted to know what you guys thought about it. This must be a tie-in to that 3D game that Namco tried. I think maybe Pat played. When did this... Yeah, uh, there, There is a, a Pac-Man Ghostly, whatever, whatever, Ghostly Adventures game. And the one that, that was on the eShop now is, is Ghostly Adventures 2. And I, I played the video of it. I just had a look at it. It's it's just like the show, exactly like it. I kind of like the art style of the show. I can tell just by the characters' art style that I would be bored to tears in probably ten minutes if I had the sound on. Yeah, like the it's pretty crude actually. Like like the 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 bad guy is like Doctor Buttocks, and his brother is. Doctor, but something something like it's it's more crude than you think it would be. And then again, they get into that weird spot where Pac-Man, you know, they're asking Pac-Man to eat all the ghosts, and the ghosts are like, you know, some of them go, "Don't eat me! I don't! I need to get back to my corporeal body!" And you know, I'll be gone forever. And he just goes and he gets him anyway, and he's he can't stop eating. And uh, I don't know. It's and they throw in lots of retro music in there too. Like it's been play the, you know the over and over and over built into this like dubstep beat going on in the background. <laughs> it oh. was it debuted on Disney XD here in the U.S. Uh, June fifteenth, two thousand thirteen, and in March seventeenth, two thousand fourteen, Disney XD in Canada. And April fifth, two 
2014 in Tokyo. And a video game based on the series was released on October 29, 2013. We might have talked about that at E3 last year. Or during E3 last year. That's where I'm vaguely recalling it. I mean, the animation style's alright. That's basically all I'm looking at. I don't need to see the dialogue. I'm not seeing any huge problems with the animation. Mm-hmm. I will say though, I did like they have a little bit of references in the show. There's a, there's a scene where Pat commands in his room, and on his desk he has little Galaga guys just sitting there, which I thought was that was nice, just like on his desk. Well, nerds of our age range, and I do mean between Glace, John, and myself, might find this an abomination, especially since oh, here come the ghosts. Especially since Pac-Man was always 2D. But I could see this being okay for kids who don't necessarily know what Pac-Man is and don't have dick parents that go, oh, they ruined Pac-Man, you can't watch this crap. You know? I mean, it's not like Pac-Man had, like, a great storyline no. <laughs> to begin with. Like, that's the it, thing. I mean, you can't the, really the, ruin... It's the ultimate stretched-out storyline, like... There's this, what can we insert here to make seems that gives it any story at all? But again, I don't necessarily have a problem with that for a new generation that doesn't understand Pac-Man was basically the beginning of video games. Yeah. I, I, I'm slightly offended by this, but at the same time, eventually, properties have to pass from being our beloved treasures to somebody else's new experience. Mm-hmm. This probably misses the mark some by what I'm seeing. All oh, those ghosts are horrid. The animations are okay, but they make them a little too evil looking. Like, they should be as comedic as the Pac-Men are. And yet the standard flying ghosts have a very hideous look on their face. I don't have a problem with this existing. Obviously, Maze High School, very nice. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I don't think it's awful. I just think it's kind of annoying. Right, but again, it are we it all could putting have been a lot better than what it is? But is that because we're all putting the retro? No, I, I just no. I think they can make a bad. better okay. animated. Better animated uh, show. Okay, so anyway, this is the question that I wanted to get at. It's sort of a anything goes question. You had to say something about the train being on the tracks at the beginning of the show, didn't you? (laughs) That's just incentive. If you could make any game franchise into a TV show on Netflix, on cable, whatever, public TV, I don't care, what franchise would it be? And you can't do you can't do a remake. You can't do any new Super Mario Brothers Super Show. You can't do Zelda again. It has to be one that hasn't been done before. Question: Does it have to be for kids? No, it does not. Okay. Well, unless John's got an answer at the ready, I know what I'd say. Yeah, uh, uh, Alan Wake, the show, Twin Peaks style, crazy dark Ooh. and scary, and and it's already episodic. Okay, that was a good choice. That was a lot faster than I thought you'd get one. But <laughs> one sec, one sec. Pizza dudes here. Be right back. 
Oh so man, hard. pizza would be great. <laughs> Sucks to be you. Yeah, Alan Wake would be would be probably the my mature uh, HBO uh, pick. Now, if I was to pick a kids one, um. I don't think I want to watch a Donkey Kong. I'm looking at my shelf. They, they I... had a Donkey Kong TV show. Was there? It was one of the there. first terribly 3D animated oh, TV God. shows. I bet it was awful. I had it on VHS. Oh, it was. Hmm. A kid's one. I don't know. Little Big Planet wouldn't really be that great. You could you could mix things up a lot, but that would be, that would get expensive. Um... What about yourself? Do you have any picks? Uh, because uh, Pac-Man had the ghost, this got me thinking. I was thinking it'd be really cool if there was a Luigi's Mansion TV show. Uh, it's very Aldi specific, but I feel like the humor is there with uh, the professor and Luigi that it could potentially work. And he could go to a different mansion every episode and there's like a different ghost problem. Uh, sort of like Ghostbusters, but like, I don't know. But he's but like scared shitless all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what if it was like, you know, Luigi meets, you know, or like Ghostbusters and Scooby-Doo all wrapped in one, you know? Like, he, he's just out solving, Luigi's solving ghostly mysteries, and uh, but he's just hiding all the time. Yeah, he accident, he, in the process, he accidentally solves yeah, sure. That wouldn't be too bad. I, know. I, I don't know. I don't know what I'd choose for an adult show. Uh, Alan Wake is a good choice. And, 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 it's, and it's a little bit, honestly, I think it's a bit of a cop out answer because it's all, it already feels like a TV show in some ways, you know? And it, it, which is why I think that new one, Quantum Break, looks all right because they're kind of taking that. TV thing to the next level where um, the game is going to integrate with live action uh, scenes, I think, um, and, and, and actually re- try to really feel like a TV show based on what they did with Alan Wake, I think, like this building from that experience. Sorry. I got the one pizza dude who wanted to talk about <laughs> baseball. And he has a really loud car that the audio recording may or may not pick up. It didn't pick is up he, the big fan last week when it kicked is, on. Is he, is he a Kansas City fan? No, 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 uh, not out here. Francisco. SF. But they're down 3-2 to two right now. <laughs> we might be going back to St. Louis for that's over. Anyway, sorry. I apologize, gentlemen. Uh, are we ready for mine? Yeah, sure. Borderlands. Animated. Ooh. Cell shaded, and if you wanted a double threat, dumb it down slightly and give Claptrap his own kids' show. <laughs> Imagine that, like a uh, like Barney almost, like he's like a Barney oh, character. Oh, oh, and there's like oh. actual live actor kids, you know. <laughs> oh my god! I think I get rid of this episode of Pac-Man now, so I don't drag down the audio. Uh, yeah, I had to think about it in those terms. But still give him... No, I don't know if you'd want to do Barney, because I'd still want him to have cheeky lines that adults got but kids didn't. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Shrek stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. What about Half-Life? Half-Life the show? I feel like that'd be a better movie. Though. Yeah. That's the thing. The question of TV show, not movies. There's a lot of games that would be good movies. But... Yes. I, I think you need a good ensemble cast immediately in the game. That's why I went with uh, Borderlands. Mm-hmm. Which I had, by the way. I didn't have to have that while I was waiting for the pizza dude to get the fuck out. I uh, I had that immediately. Because that's a built-in cast if you use all the character types plus Handsome Jack. And I think if it's possible, a cel-shaded cartoon would be awesome. <laughs> but total adult. Something that'd be on HBO or Showtime. Netflix only. Mm-hmm. What about you, Glaze? You got any over there? Even though it was your question. Uh, when you left, uh, I said Luigi, Luigi's Mansion for a kids show. Is I, temp- I couldn't think of anything for adult though. Is the temptation to go kid kids with Nintendo stuff? Yes. All the all the games I'm thinking about for adults would be better as movies rather than something episodic. That's the thing. I mean, even Borderlands, you could probably make into a movie, especially with now the prequel, which I resisted the temptation of buying, but could afford and probably should play. I probably should finish. Well, and that's the thing. I can't even use the excuse of finishing two first, I guess. Uh, But yeah, I mean, Gears of War, some of the early Call of Duties. (laughs) A good good one. You can put an adult swim, come on late at night, Castle Crashers. TV oh my show. god! <laughs> for the awesome. for the poop animation alone, See, I was just gonna say that there's deers and bears shitting all over the place. Well, it's like they actually, you know, everybody talks about projectile diarrhea or projectile vomiting. They actually make it happen. I will always love Behemoth for that because <laughs> it propels. It's almost like that one. Very dirty scene in was that American Pie? It was no, no, it was a parody movie. Basically, where the dude climaxes and the woman gets stuck to the ceiling. Maybe that was American Pie. Oh no, that was uh, no, that was a um, one of those scary movies. It was Allison Hannigan, I think. That got, <laughs> it got splatted to the ceiling. If I recall correctly. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> now, Behemoth could make that on a cable-only show as well as the... Although... No, I take that back. <clears throat> yeah, but... The... Glace has got a very interesting point that I would have never thought about. As far as development goes, so many video games, and I'm not talking just the cheap knockoffs, you know, or the cheap attempts at monetizing in in movies. Uh, so many of the video games have the potential right out the gate for movie fodder and then expanding the universe as you see fit. Say what you will about the Resident Evil movies as far as quality goes. They definitely took the Resident Evil universe and made it their own as they went. They had all the pieces right there to do so. So yeah, that's an that's an interesting question. No, just something I was thinking about. Anyone else has anything? Should we move on? I'm done. 
Done? Okay. Well, next thing that I wanted to talk about, which I'm sure everyone is already well aware of now, is the uh, new DC movie lineup. Uh, ah. And uh, I have it right here in front of me, so I'll read it off to you. Uh, yeah, Batman vs. Superman, of course. Uh, that's next year, March 25th. Then 2016, in August, we have Suicide Squad. Then Wonder Woman in uh, June 2017. Justice League Part 1 in November 2017. The Flash in March 2018. Aquaman in July 2018. Shazam in, uh, I guess it's March, April 2019. Justice League Part 2 in June of 2019. Cyborg in April 2020, and then Green Lantern reboot, and finally the last one. They want to go as far away as possible from now <laughs> in June of 2020. And looking at this list, the first thing I was thinking of is how old am I going to be in 2020? And it sort of freaked me out. So, I mean, that's six years from now. I'll be, I'll be 28 years old when I see if, if I, for some reason, I feel compelled to see Green Lantern. So that's my initial problem with this list. Is how far ahead it is? No. How oh, many Green of Lantern? these are probably gonna bomb already? <laughs> really? Aquaman? Really? I saw this list earlier and I just stopped reading when I got to Aquaman and closed the window. I mean what's that gonna yeah, be? My question is is you're sort of going into it is how likely is this going to be staying true to this setup right here. When did this when did when did Batman versus Trainwreck get moved to 2016 or has it always been 2016? Uh, I thought it was always 2016. It might have I been. It got moved. It got moved back a bit, right? Didn't didn't it flinch? Wasn't wasn't it Batman and Superman that, that flinched in, in the head to head opening the same weekend? Uh, with as your- Cap. Was it Cap or was it the fact that May the Farce Be With You is... Oh, well, well whatever it was. I mean, they're the, they were the ones who decided that they were going to push it back a bit. Maybe it was Star Wars. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying, of the, of the two, they were the ones who delayed. I don't know how far, the, how back it was it went. Yeah, I remember that because I remember going, told you. Because uh, yeah. I was the only one that went Captain America uh, as Dweener. Uh... I, I think everybody, I'm not just picking on DC for once. I think everybody is afraid of May the First Be With You. And yeah. that's what it's going to stay to as me until there's a good fucking movie out. I don't give a shit, you know. Not just leaks, not just J.J. Abrams fucking baiting nerds. Endlessly. You know, when there's an actual goddamn movie in the theaters. <laughs> um... I, I got a question, Glaze. Hopefully it doesn't run over your talking points. How much is this all dependent on how Batman v Superman... I'll stop being an asshole about it for five seconds. Uh, I think, I mean, a whole lot more than people want to realize. I mean, because if, if this version of Batman sucks balls, I mean, both the Justice League, the Justice League movies are going to suck balls. Unless they do another new Batman after that, which I mean, at that point it's like, what are you, what are you going with this? Mm-hmm. So I mean, 
this next move, this next movie is set up for the next what eight, six years. I mean, that's a lot of pressure. So, I mean, stuff like Aquaman and Shazam and all that, Cyborg. I mean, I mean, you cross that bridge when you get to it. But I mean, for the big ones, I mean, Justice League, you know. Yeah, those, those on the list. I mean, Batman, Batman versus Superman. It, it has to nail it, and, and and more so than. I think more so than just makes a lot of money. I, th- I think it needs to actually be a good movie to show that I should even give a shit about Aquaman at all, and and that and that Justice League film. I think it's also interesting that that there is no. Uh, I think Pat mentioned it. There's no standalone Batman film in any of these in any of these films either. So yeah. is that? I wonder if that does that mean it's going to be Batman Brave and the Bold in all of these films? In well, a, a, a significant chunk of these films, like. Is it Aquaman featuring Batman by the time it comes? It tells me that DC has heard how many times I've made Daredevil jokes and wants to be able to scrap Batman if everything goes horribly fucking wrong. I noticed that immediately when it got posted in WPO chat. Oh, no standalone Batman movie. Well, he's going to get a movie retcon if everything goes horribly fucking sideways. That's a great point, actually. With emo Affleck, yeah. The backup plan... If 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 the Justice League yeah members don't go don't doesn't go through, which bodes well for Batman maniacs like Glace, because then they can just spend years washing the shit taste of Affleck out of their mouth with a new Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Well, this is not in this article. Oh no, it is actually in this article. What's got me really excited is that they are coming out with a Lego Batman movie in 2017. Oh, standalone, like on its own. Yeah, standalone like a... Lego Batman movie with, <laughs> I guess, uh, Will Arnett playing. Uh... Oh, so no. I'm super pumped for that. That's going to be hilarious. Will Arnett? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, he's well, Batman. He's in, in, in yeah, the Lego, one. In, the, in the Lego movie, he's 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 Batman in the Lego movie. In the Lego games, you mean? No, no, the movie, the, movie. the Lego movie, the one that came out like last year. Yeah, he's really good. He's 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 really good as Batman. Okay, I'm gonna. Unlike Affleck, who n- nobody's gonna convince me until the movie's been out, uh, is a good choice. I'll, I'll take you guys' word to the bank on Will Arnett. I, he would not have been my first choice. But it, but it's a funny Batman. It, yeah, and it, it pokes fun at itself, so it makes sense. If it was a serious thing, it, no. Not, but he does like the silly voice and everything. So. Question. Now, Glace, you're one of the biggest Batman fans I know, but you also have a sense of humor, which a lot of hardcore don't. Uh, also, I didn't know who Will Arnett was, so never mind. Ignore my... Uh, ignore my... Who do you think it was? <laughs> anytime I hear the word Will, apparently, I think either Will Wheaton... Oh, God. Ain't, ain't going there, because I don't need Twitter fucking falling on my head. Or... For some reason, and there's no reason for it, I get him mixed up with that douche canoe com- comedian I can't stand. Uh, Anchorman, numb nuts. Errol? Yeah. Well, he was in Lego movie as well. He was the. Uh, that might be a way I could enjoy him where I don't have to look at his goofy fucking ass. Lord Business. That's right. He's Lord Business. I did realize, though, at, since we're on the topic of movies, although it's supposed to be DC movies. 
I did realize I did like Will Ferrell in Zoolander. For so though, so for all of you who think I'm nuts for not liking Will Ferrell, um, apparently it's the name Will. Maybe that's my problem. No, it's it's not with some Will, of them. Will Arnett? Have you seen Arrested Development? Yeah, now now that so, I know who he is, I got I I freely admit I should not I should have looked him up before I said what the fuck. He's 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 pretty funny. I, he wouldn't be my top choice as a funny man, but no, I, I can see him doing a funny Batman. But I derailed my own damn point. It can't couldn't a funny Batman Lego movie do damage in its own way, Pat or Pat? Fuck, Glace <laughs> or. Or, or is that going to be okay with the Batman fandom? Uh, I mean, I think it'll be in the Lego movie universe, not the DC movie universe. I hope so. I mean, so, I... no. I... So you see separation. Is, is yeah, I mean, I... Ben Affleck is not going to fall into some sort of time world portal and become a Lego. I mean... <laughs> As much as some people may want to see that, <laughs> I mean, I'm super pumped for this movie. Uh, I mean, I love the original '60s Batman movie. I watched it all the time. So, I mean, this is probably the closest I'm going to get to a to a movie version, another movie version of that. I gotta admit, there's some of the like Cyborg, I Cyborg and Shazam. I I have no idea who they are. I really don't. I know who I know who Shazam is, Captain Marvel, but. Cyborg, I, I really couldn't care a whole lot. Why Isn't are... he in Teen Titans? Yeah, he, he was in Teen Titans, yeah. Why are they oh. not calling it Captain Marvel then? Because he's, I, I think actually he's no longer called Captain Marvel. Something, something Some legality kept, keeps him from being called that anymore. Uh, and, and Shazam was the backup. Because you know what I well, think of? Well, Shazam is, is, the, is the magic word that he says that turns him from Billy Batson into Captain Marvel. That's stupid. Or, well, it, it, it's silly, but it's but it it, it fits. Because Billy, Cap- Billy, Billy Batson's a little boy. Anyway, go ahead. Captain Marvel in in a DC. Wait a minute, I'm confused. I, anyway, I think of when I see Shazam as somebody who's not a comic book fan, which is people they should be trying to draw into these movies. I think of that horrible genie movie that Shaquille O'Neal did immediately. <laughs> Well, this isn't a sequel of that. Oh, dang! <laughs> Actually, I'd probably pay to see that before I pay to see Captain Marvel. In all honesty, that that Shaquille O'Neal genie movies is—it's like one of those train wreck movies you watch with your buddies just to have a good laugh, not with the movie, at the movie. What was that called anyway? I don't remember now. It was horrible though. <laughs> It takes. I'm I, I'm nice enough that I usually don't call too much horrible, but that movie was god awful. If it was down to it, Space Jam and it, it for the Academy Award. Oh, excuse me, Oscar. Did you know that they officially changed the name of the Academy Awards to the Oscars? I learned this the other day. Really? Yeah. Sounds really stupid. Although I may tune into it for the first time ever, given who they announced as the host for next year. <laughs> One of my favorite people on Twitter and other stuff. Mm-hmm. Doogie Hauser. Neil. He'll always be Doogie to me. Although I did like How I Met Your Mother. 
the 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 Lego movie though, I I I have separation with that um, from the from the DC canon. Uh, like it's it's the same as like uh, Batman Brave and the Bold. Does that really tarnish the Batman animated series? No, because it's a whole separate thing, right? Well, I'm just try- as somebody who's completely or not completely, but fairly uninitiated into the comic world. I'm trying to get a sense of how these all all these pieces fit. You know, I mean, you guys are comic book fans and comic book movie fans, but I wouldn't call you raging hardcore either. And so I try and get you a sense of what you two think, and then add plus ten to the rage category to it. Or, or rage potential mm-hmm. when, when thinking about these things. I, I personally, as much as I love shelling Affleck, I, and Daredevil, I would love to see all these do well because that's probably going to keep the other one on its toes. Yeah. You know, I've said that a hundred times about console manufacturers and hardware manufacturers. The same goes for movies. You know, if Marvel has its, you know, sole run at the top, eventually you're going to start seeing some pretty crappy movies. Yeah, There's competition no ex- is always good. Of yeah, course. I just, I, I just, I can't see how this Batman v Superman works. I still don't see it. Yeah, I mean, to me, it, there, there would have to be some sort of fundamental shift in the way that DC has been making their movies. Yeah, I mean, beyond beyond the Batman Dark Knight Return, you know, Dark Knight uh, trilogy, like that's 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 it aside. Like the Superman's the Superman movie was okay, but I can't imagine an entire universe in that style where Marvel has got this blueprint of. A universe of a of a of a universe that I can I can jump in at any at any place in the in the whole thing and know where I am, or and and if I don't, it doesn't really matter. Then again, I'm, I'm a Marvel guy, but in general, I mean, I know, I, but like, uh, I just, I I just don't see DC having that. I don't know. I don't see it, but it just maybe some is in me about it, but it's just. How are they going to pull it off? Ten, uh, you know, a ten-movie, six-year plan, and make it one cohesive thing that I give a rat's ass about. I, I don't see it yet, right? Based on that Superman movie, like it was like, like the Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the the the, the building block, the, the first step was the Iron Man movie, the first Iron Man movie, and that movie was phenomenal, and I'm I, I, just one. about. On just about every, on, on just about every level, right? And you know, I watch that movie and I feel at home in that movie, and I have very little complaint about it. But the Superman movie, I can bitch about that forever <laughs> if I wanted to. I mean, there's good parts and there's shitty parts, but I don't want. That's, I don't know. That's 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 not what I want to feel at home in, right? So this Batman versus Superman thing has got to really step it up and. It has to knock it out of the park, right? It has to, and for for any of this to work. Well, the simple fix, because Batman's personally the only one I give a shit about in the DC He's, universe. Y- yes, exactly. Is you go pay Christian Bale, Bill Gates money, 
if everything falls apart for the reboot. You bring him and the director, whose name is escaping me, back together, and I would suspect that all is forgiven. Well, Nolan, Nolan and his and his company, or his his cronies, are are, are involved in this in the Superman stuff as much as Snyder is the uh, the director. But like he he's an executive producer, I think, or is I don't know some some part of his team is is involved in this whole project, right? I think I'd felt more comfortable if Nolan was just doing it. Snyder's a fine yeah. director, but they're asking him to do a lot with yeah, this. Yeah, a whole lot. J.J. Abrams actually has it probably easier with Star Wars than Snyder does with this. I, I would I, I would agree with that statement too. Actually, I, I feel more comfortable with with uh, him uh, handling Star Wars than, than Snyder trying to build an entire DC universe in one movie. Well, yeah, it has it, ha- it has to be unbelievable. By the way, the one I'm actually most looking forward to Glace, in this whole mess is the Wonder Woman movie. Those shots from Comic-Con, the fact that they're going to take her more dark and gritty, quote unquote. I I got I got a good feeling about that. Yeah, it'll be nice to have a main female character. That too. I mean, that, that's movies. that's obviously a big, big, big part of it as well. But just the the style and the art direction from what I've little I've seen uh, looks interesting to me, the non comic book fan. The Suicide Squad. I wish they'd just make that into like a ten minute movie where they all die in like the first ten. That's I can't. I. I, that could be an excellent movie that I will eventually watch, you know. Because don't we have to take the Guardians of the Galaxy effect into this? The fact that I thought that movie was going to be a flaming pile of Toto, and it turned out to be amazing. Unreal, yeah. I mean, I mean, and 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 so yeah, Marvel has that under their belt to make me feel more confident in what they can do, like with their second wave and third wave of all of, of their their plan right because they took this property that no one really knew about to a, and made a phenomenal movie can dc do that with like what do people don't really know about aquaman not a whole lot cyborg even less you know how is that gonna how are they gonna do it i don't know i just feel bad for whoever is directing aquaman because that is the most you're gonna have so much bad press about that even before you even make anything. Because mm-hmm. you're already, you're already, I mean, you're already the laughing stock of this lineup. I mean, much less the comic universe. So I don't know. I would feel so bad if I was that person. Are they gonna have to use a phantom camera to shoot the Flash movie so he looks normal? Nobody got that joke. I shouldn't have said the word phantom. I should have said high speed. <laughs> <laughs> The Flash is filmed in 5,000 frames a second so that we can actually see him. Yeah, I mean, they have the TV show going on right now, too. Does that, how does that tie in? The Flash think... has a TV show? Does he? Yeah. yeah. He does, yeah. It's it's in the same universe as, the Green Ar- as that Green Arrow show. That's just called Arrow. Yeah. Now, see, that one, 
I will give him a pass on for non-comic book fans because I know who the fuck Green Arrow is. And when I saw Arrow and I saw a still of the costume, I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That wasn't such a bad idea to take the green out of that for marketing purposes. Just shorten it to one word and a and a shot, you know, and a and a quick glimpse of the guy in the costume. Yeah, yeah one one word titles are cool, man. Not the Facebook, <laughs> Facebook, the Facebook. Who says the Facebook? That's what originally was. It's originally the Facebook. We have online in our website name. I think we probably could have got away without that at the time, but it is what it is. I mean, I just think that as the, again, the short attention span vine stuff we were talking about pre-show, I think you got to hit people with it in a way they can quickly, you know, quickly understand what it is. I think Arrow would have done okay, even if, there hadn't been all this comic book uh, lineage behind it. What little I've seen. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's that's all I really want to talk about this week. Do we want to tag on super quick with the fact that they're killing Wolverine off forever and ever? Amen. If you want to, I mean, I don't really know a lot about it. Just that's the that's the plan right now. From well, Agent K told me about this yesterday, and I went so. <laughs> and I think I blew everything else he was planning to say because I just went, eh. mm. <laughs> and that was it. Our, I, obviously, my reaction is eh, because I'm not a comic book fan. Are you okay with permadeath? You know, hardcore mode. It's a lie. It's not. I mean, if you if you believe that Wolverine is gone forever, I have a bridge I'd like to sell you. No, but I, I know that. That's ex- actually what discussion Agent K and I had about it. That's exactly what I said too. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> He's dead forever, huh? No way in hell that'll happen. Uh, but would you be okay with permadeath, gone forever, wiped off the face of the map? And remember, Wolverine is part of the X-Men. I know he's had his own movie, but he is part of a group, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have any problem with permadeath in, in comics. I mean, I I think comics are missing... Comics um, don't... They, they miss a, a sense of finality in what goes on in them. Every, everything gets retconned. Everything gets re, restarted, you know... Some character gets too powerful, so they give him a new, they reboot his origin, so he gets depowered. Like it's stuff that it's stuff in comics that that you know you accept, but it kind of still drives me a little bit nuts. And deaths are exactly the same thing. Like the only the only permadeath that I was I was uh, accepted of accepting of you know for a long time was you know Green Goblin and Norman Osborn and Gwen Stacy, and you know. That all turned out different in the end, and you know, I I, th- I don't think Gwen Gwen didn't come back, come back, but she she was back as a the the clone there was a clone around and stuff, and then they implied a whole bunch of oh man, this is terrible, but it's um yeah, it, it's one of those spoiled. I'd put the picture in the the chat. Yeah, I I read what happens what happens to Wolverine. That's. Uh, 
That looks like the Silver Surfer. That's what I thought too. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. Silver Surfer took a huge dump on him and flew away. <laughs> <laughs> or he popped the Silver Surfer with his claws and. That's or Silver what... Surfer did, did something else. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that'd be Silver too. So it's Silver Surfer. I can never say the, that word right, so I'm not going to do it. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't buy it. I, don't I see it. the claws now. I can see the claws now in this photo. Did you? How about you, Glaze? Okay with permadeath. Oh, uh, I mean, it would be nice if it actually ever happened, but I mean, you know, it's not. There's no such thing as permadeath in comics, so I mean, unless the character's really racist or something. <laughs> but yeah, he outgrows his. Uh... Yeah, I mean, they just kind of fade away because there's a ton of uh, golden age comics that you don't ever hear about anymore. Yeah, you know, characters from that time. I picked up a Spider-Man comic a couple years ago where he fights this white goop and the white goop is a white supremacist. It might have been radio that they had Superman infiltrate the KKK, if I recall right. Like, they did a storyline and it might have been Superman on the radio. Um, hmm. So, I mean, it's... Yeah, trying to... Trying to tie culture, current culture, into comics is probably an even stickier proposition than killing off characters permanently. Although white supremacists still exist. I mean, unfortunately, they don't go away. But, mm, yeah, I don't know. I pulled up, uh, I pulled up two stories here. and I mean, you know, one thing I thought about is The Flash. You know, the Flash has a Grim Reaper character in it. The Black Flash. Oh, yeah. Or uh, something like that. Like, it's the death of all speedsters. You know. Yeah. <laughs> That's another one, man. I, I just don't... I don't know how that gets pulled off I, in movies. I, I, would, I would like to see him have the guts to do permadeath. But I also accept that comics are so over the top and so much about just immersing yourself in that world. I understand why they don't. And maybe maybe there is some relevance to if it broke, don't fix it. Hey, Wolverine's going to get some good press. If that's what they get out of it, then... Fair enough. I just thought it was interesting that people, because once Agent K told me about it, I then went and, you know, looked up things on the internet. And it's like, well, holy shit. So. That's all I had, though, Glaze. Are you doing the clothes or what's the deal? Uh, uh, if you want me to do it, I'll be a bunch of shit. That's yeah. fine. John did it, so you can do it, too. I just was going to give you that. Since I gave John the out last time, I was going to give you the opportunity. To okay, well, away. you can salvage it once the train goes off the inevitable rails. But uh, I don't give a shit. <laughs> this, yes, this is the WonderPod podcast that you have just listened to. Uh, you can find us online, uh, wonderpodonline.com, where people post stuff sometimes. Sometimes we don't post stuff. 
Usually we post the podcast. That's where you can find the podcast. Uh, on that page, there is a link to archive.org and iTunes. So if you want to listen to it on iTunes, you are willing to do so. Or if you'd rather have an embedded player on your screen, it is there for the archive.org link. Uh, there are YouTube channels for everyone on this show. Or I think so. Uh, Bruce McGee has a channel. What, what's your channel? I don't remember your channel. Who, mine? Yeah, yours. It's just Bruce McGee. Just Bruce McGee. Uh, mine, Glazinator, or CMBG Daniel. I'm not sure which one it is now. Uh, then there's Chris. Chris Lloyd has one as well. And her, his girlfriend, Olivia, as well. Olivia made this. I don't remember Chris's either, because you forget all the time, too. Um, <laughs> I really need to get that in the repertoire. I don't know what it is. Uh, and he does good stuff. Yes. Uh, Pat posts a video as well, who we mentioned on this episode. Uh Posted Destiny videos. I'm not sure what he's posting now, but go check that out. Um, and also, these two lovely gentlemen have uh, Twitters as well. Uh, I do not because I think Twitter is a waste of time. Uh, so you can find Bruce at, at Orgim, O R I G I M, and John at, at John Kehoe, J O N K E H O E. Look at that. I even, oh wow, look at that. You can remember that. Uh, also, you can contact us by email if you hate technology um, at wonderpodonline.com, right? I think so. No, there's the Twitter. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff. Facebook page. That's probably the easiest way. Someone will answer you there. Uh, yeah, and so I messed that up enough, so there you go. If you want to say goodbye, you are welcome to do so. <laughs> I got pizza getting cold. See you, people. Cheers. Goodbye. <laughs>